If salvation was based on works, even as a Christian, I would not go to heaven. I was thinking about that other day, going, gosh, Lord, if it was still about works, even knowing you, I don't think I'd make it. But I can make it because of this. Hey friends, you're listening to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations facing life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive into today's show. Today's episode is rooted in Colossians chapter 3, verse 12. In this live message, Victor will take a look at the differences between living by the nature of the new man, Christ's spirit within us, versus living by the old man, our flesh, while challenging us to choose daily where our surrender will lie. We can try in our own strength, or we can choose to abide in God's strength. The choice is ours, and His grace is available for us. So here's more from Victor on the character of the new man, part one. In the time that I have, I just want to share with y'all, really, one of the main things I hope you leave encouraged. All right, all right, so we just being for reals? That's how the gang kids say it. <laughs> you guys, I love the Lord. I'm pretty bold and unashamed about it. Because what I come from and what he's done, it's a natural reaction for me. It's just natural. It ain't no put on. I've had people tell me, oh, man, you fake. No, I ain't. What you see is what you get. I've always been pretty wide open. I'm not, I'm not good at being a hypocrite which is uh, good and bad, so you see the good and the bad up front. But um, God has taught me in the last number of years to be transparent to the body of Christ so that it will help you guys who may be struggling. Now, I don't like being vulnerable. Do you understand? Vulnerable is not good. Even in the church, yeah. My, my bottle of water is right underneath there. Could I get that? Um, thank you. We were out drinking last night, and I'm just parched. <laughs> That's a joke. Okay, just so you know. Some of you are like, I, is he joking? <laughs> I was in the lobby earlier. I said, where's my wife? They're like, oh, I think she's outside. Is she out there smoking again? She's just it's like, girl, it's Sunday. Put the cigarette down. Um. Now, I, you know what? Humor helped me get through some crazy times growing up. You understand? And uh, so I use it. But where was I? <laughs> you guys, being transparent, you got to be careful even in the church. Because you open up your heart to somebody. Guess what? We're Christians, but we're still sinners. And somebody will take your, your things and they, don't, they won't handle it well. But transparent is when you open up enough to help somebody, and then you can always be vulnerable with the Lord. Do you understand? Uh, and Eileen and I, we were sitting here before, and she goes, you got to tell people about when we were sitting down with Daryl, Pastor Daryl. I said, really? She goes, tell them. I was like, oh. We were having marriage problems. Anybody ever have marriage problems? <laughs> or it's just good all the time? 
bliss, right? Right from the bing, put a ring on it. Then we're like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Here we go. Song of Solomon. Sex all the time. It's all good. Well, we actually uh, ran into some problems because, primarily because of my background. You know, they say when you go into a relationship and marriage, sometimes you bring, you know, baggage, right? My background was uh, like getting on a plane. It was that whole train with all the luggage. That was mine. My wife, she got on. She just had a little carry-on. Uh, although she says it was filled with dynamite. So I was like, oh, to think about that one. Well, we got in our marriage, and and uh, man, you can love somebody to bits and still just struggle, and still have things that come up, and you want it to get better, won't? And man, we were having a wow, oh, we were having a hard go, one of our hardest times in our married life, and uh, so uh, we got so desperate, we had to go see a counselor, and uh, but we didn't want to see anybody, so. We, we called Pastor. I said, Darryl, you gotta, man, you gotta help get my wife right." So we we come see him, and and uh, <laughs> sometimes you let a person talk enough, it'll come out right. And we're sitting there, and man, I I lost my temper. And anyway, I blurted out a naughty word at my wife, right in front of him, and. Uh, I'm telling you what, he jerked my chain like pow! And he said, don't you ever say that to your wife again. She's who God gave you. And when he said that, I mean, my spine went. <laughs> I was like, yes, sir. <laughs> it was like hearing the voice of God. Because I didn't much care what men had to say regarding my marriage. Hmm? Because I, I had it worked out and she was the issue. <laughs> I'm being for reals. <laughs> and I'm telling you, by all earthly standards, there's no way we should have made it. None. But the goodness of God. And when you use this as your referee, God's word will call the shots right every time. Even when you feel it ain't right. But I'm going to share a little bit about my past, but I want us to turn. So anyway, thank you. We made it. That one little, don't you ever. People, people, men weren't used to looking at me telling me straight. I mean, we had a karate school and a TV show, and I like swords. So they were like, well, bless God. But you got a pastor who don't care. He smiled and tell you the truth. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, oh, bless God. <laughs> And he teaches the word of God without compromise. Consider yourself blessed. Because I go to, believe me, I speak at church. I spoke, I think it was 129 times last year traveling. That's a lot. <laughs> and uh, and not every man who steps up in the pulpit, I'm telling you, should be there. And that's why there's a lot of problems in the church. Because the men that stand behind the pulpit proclaiming the word of God... They they don't want to live holy lives. They don't want to be bold in their faith. They're disobedient in the heart. Their character is not good. What you see may look good, but what's under the ground. It's like if you 
You know how you come over H3 from the windward side? Like we were coming over this morning. And if you're coming over, you look on the right-hand side. There's a tree that's right on the edge of the mountainside, right? And the bottom has washed away. This tree's still going, but you can see the roots. And it's a pretty amazing picture. I'm going to try to catch a picture of it. But, you know, I'll probably get in trouble, pulled over in a big, hi, I'm a rental Howley vehicle, <laughs> taking pictures. But it's really a good example of more below the surface is important than what's just above. And you guys, there's a lot of people who name the name of Christ, but they struggle. And he's there to encourage you. And I'll share a few things with you this morning, but let's turn to Colossians chapter, Colossians 3. I've always been prideful. When I was a young Christian, the pastor would say, turn to Colossians. And I'd be like, I don't think, where in the world is a Colossians? <laughs> and then I'd get embarrassed because everybody would be turning to it just like y'all are now. And I'd be like, so I'd just do that. Somebody would be looking at me, quit looking, will you, cheater? You did that in high school? Get your own Bible. I'd be in Leviticus or somewhere. <laughs> then I found out you could look up the numbers. Colossians chapter 3. We're speaking of the character. The character really of the roots of a person. Not just the fruit, but the roots. Verse 12. Therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, Humility, meekness, long-suffering. Bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you must also do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of perfection. So here we're looking at the character of our new man, the Christian part, the born again part, not the old nature, because that's the struggle when we come to faith, right? We commit our life to God and then it, it seems like things may be good for a little while, but then the struggle ensues. That you have to choose daily whom you're going to serve. This world, the devil, your own flesh. I don't know about y'all, but it never worked out good for me those other ways. And it takes God's grace to live the life that he calls us to. His grace. Look at me. I, I got born again in 1986. Actually, June 22nd. So I just celebrated my 26th year of knowing the Lord. And I'm telling you right now, if salvation was based on works, even as a Christian, I would not go to heaven. I was thinking about the other day going, gosh, Lord, if it was still about works, even knowing you, I don't think I'd make it. And maybe some of you come from a religious background where works were part of it. And you, yeah, always striving, struggling. There's a difference between trying and just abiding. And I found most success in my walk with the Lord when I just abide in Him. When I, 
I choose to just go, Lord, okay, your way, not mine. And then very supernatural things happen. Because the Spirit of God that dwells in us starts to live it out. Did y'all hear me? The Bible says that the same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwells in us. That's better than the Avengers. That's better than Thor. Right? Holy smokes. That means we're not just merely humans. We actually have the power of God dwelling in our mortal bodies to do things in and through us we could never do in ourselves. Say amen if you believe that. So those of you who really used to like to get high, you'd even smoke that old window seed stuff. Seeds popping in your eye. You'd do anything to get high. And now somebody will pull out a big old pipe in front of you. You'd be like, but I don't need it no more. And you even freak yourself out. Right? Men who, or women who struggled with sexual addiction, pornography. Pornography, it's, it's rampant. Even in the church, y'all know? I mean, think about it. An eighth grade boy can flip open a phone in a school classroom and see more of the most vile, perverted stuff than a man 40 years ago could have ever spend a lifetime trying to travel and see. And he can do it with that. We are in a culture of war that battles for our souls, our minds daily, especially our children, especially the kids, y'all. And when we read scripture like this, you know, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, you're like, man, I ain't holy. We're not holy in of ourselves, but God looks at us through Christ and he says, you are made holy. I tell you what, if you could see yourself the way God sees you, your life would radically change. The lies that you believe in your mind, pop, 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 you would be stopping them and go, no, 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 no. You'd have threshold thinking where you stop it coming in and go, what is, that's a lie. That ain't the truth. That, that's not how God sees me. What I did, that's not who I am anymore. That's forgiven. That's under the blood. And the blood of Jesus Christ is either good enough for it all or not at all. It can't be a little bit here, a little bit there. Oh, well, their sin's a little worse. Do you understand? It's all or nothing. But he says, here, put on tender mercies. Kindness. Humility. Meekness and long-suffering. That sounds good in church. It's hard when you're out at work or when you're in an argument or when somebody's talking trash about you, right? You want to go Old Testament on them, don't you? (laughs) I told my kids, I'm going to go Old Testament on you. You better get out of here. Pick up a rock. (laughs) But for men... You know, man, we live in such a bravado society. It's like, oh, manhood. Ugh. Right? And you talk, start talking about meekness. Most men are like, oh, you're going to be meek. Get tore up, meek. Right, let me tell you something. Meekness, the biblical definition is power under control. Yeah. 
Does that make sense? You don't have to put heels on. That's not what God's talking about. Stay in your combat boots. But you deal tenderly with people. You show kindness. Does that make sense? Because I think the world tells men, you got to be hard. you got to be hard if you're going to be anything. Let me tell you what, hard affects the heart. Where you don't feel. And you stop feeling, you can't receive love. You can't give it. It's limited. Does that make sense? Where, where God says, no, keep your, keep your heart soft. Feel, be compassionate. I think people have a wrong view of Christian men. God wants you to be a warrior. And ladies, you're the weaker vessel, but that don't make you weak. Expound that for a minute. We're all <laughs> weak without the Lord, but in His power. Mm-mm. Does that make sense? Women, you should be princess warriors for the king. Battling for your marriage, battling for your kids. And it gets hard. I get people who want to counsel with me. Let me just tell you, I don't have the gift of counseling. Okay? God bless the counselors. I don't, not me, not so much. <laughs> As a matter of fact, the first church I was on staff on, they, uh, way back in the 80s, uh, I was a junior high pastor and they wanted, uh, the parents were having an argument and then he, you know, cheated on her. And he was doing drugs, his meth, and when he come back and, and I, you know, I said, oh man, I'm a, we gotta be meek, gotta, or I teach her long suffering, you gotta long, so you gotta forgive him. The Bible says you gotta forgive him. Y'all to get back together, everything will be good forever. It'll work out. I wasn't even married, okay? I, I didn't have no kids, so anyway, she said, okay. So she forgave him, but together, a few months later, I get a call. She says, he's done the same thing. He cheated again. He's high. He's gone. So he comes to me. Please, man, you got to give me back to my wife. You know, come on, man. I need to get back in the house. I was like, whoo. All right, man. You better be for real. So boom, I do the little thing. Whoop. They get back together. A few months later, I get a call from him again. She said, he done it again. He's high. And when he left the house this time, he hit our little girl. I said, oh, huh. And sure enough, that day, that guy, I was getting ready to do an evangelistic deal. We had a band, all that. It was a big thing at the church. And I seen him walk in the lobby. I said, you having trouble again? He said, yeah. He was high. He's like, yeah, man, yeah. And I said, well, come on, brother. Let's go to my office. So we went to the office, and I let him sit in my chair this time. And I stood by the door. And I said, so tell me the deal, because I heard already. He's like, oh, oh, yeah, man. And I said, well, you hit your daughter, too. I heard you hit your daughter. He goes, yeah, what's wrong with me, man? Well, I hit her. I don't, I don't, what's wrong? He said, man, maybe I should just be hit. I said, I agree. <laughs> and I went after him. So he's on the chair. He's on the floor. I'm swinging to hit him. He's kicking and screaming like a third grade girl. And uh, and all of a sudden the door bust open. It's a couple of pastors. One of them was an older gentleman who kind of, you know, 
he's a fatherly figure to me. And he's like, and he knew me. He knew my mentality. He knew my IQ. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, uh, Victor. I'm like, and he's Victor. And this guy's screaming. He says, come here for a moment. I said, you stay right there, old boy. We walked out in the hall. The other pastor goes in there, the guy, and the guy says, yeah, the guy. And he looks at me, and this older pastor, he said, Victor, when we counsel people, we don't hit them. We, I said, oh, no, 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 it's okay. He asked for it. He said, so I had permission. That's like a verbal waiver, so I'm going to beat the fire at him. And uh, he's all, he's no, Victor, we, no, we don't, no. I was like, all right. I said, but man, you hit them a few times. Dudes like that, I think they get the message. Long suffering. Uh, by the way, that marriage did not last. She ended up remarrying a godly guy. She had the grounds for divorce. It was a good move on her part. Still married to that man today, a godly man. Let me tell you what, there are consequences for sin. God forgives, wisdom does not. You think you can be habitual? habitual abuser of your family, of your wife, of your kid, or stay in a cycle addicted to drugs and there not be consequences, it's not going to happen. That's a gamble you will lose, my friend. It's better to submit yourself to God Almighty. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.